Chapter Twenty Four of France to Scandinavia by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. Through the Canals to Rotterdam. Holland has more canals than any region I know, except the Yangtze Kiang Valley about Shanghai, Hangchow, and Suchow in China. It has enough to make a navigable stream from New York to Denver sufficient to extend it three thousand miles farther include the mouths of the maas the scheldt and the rhine and also the zuider zee and other places where the north sea runs into the land on a trip by boat from antwerp to rotterdam we steamed across the belgian boundary and through the province of zeeland where most of the land lies below the sea level and is walled by dikes to keep out the waves of the ocean it is composed of nine islands all protected by great embankments. We started on the river Scheldt, which, as we approached the Dutch frontier, was walled with stone held between piles. We were high above the rest of the country, and the roofs of the barns and the houses were even with the top of the dikes. There were storks nesting on some of the roofs or standing on one leg on the chimneys. On the other side of the river, the top branches of the tallest trees showed out like bushes even with the banks and at times we could look down into the fields under the walls and see the cattle feeding upon them every field has its little waterway around it separating it from the others and the long lines of trees marking the roads make one think of the lines in macbeth about burnham wood marching to dunsinane leaving the scheldt we came to the locks leading into the great canal of south beveland many of these are still operated by hand by quaint dutchmen in caps roundabouts and fat pantaloons and at every stop picturesque dutch girls still bring out fruits and knick-knacks to sell to passengers the girls wear short skirts white clogs and black stockings some have on bright vests and there are horns coming out of their foreheads the horns are spirals of gold wire twisted about after the style of an old-fashioned bed-spring one of these little horns stands out over each eye being fastened to a gold or silver helmet fitted tight over the hair and showing out through the lace cap i tried to buy one of the metal headdresses but the owner would not sell some of the craft on the canals are towed by tugs and others are pulled by men and women who walk on the banks harnessed to ropes some are hauled along by horses now and then we also passed a sailing vessel and with my glass i could see schools of black seals on the sand flats in the fields hundreds of black and white holstein cattle were lying out in the sun grazing or eating chop feed out of big yellow tubs it seemed strange to see gates standing alone in the fields without fences or anything to show why they were there as we came closer however i found that each gate was built on a little bridge that crossed a canal and that the water was the only thing that fenced in the fields the gardens the farms and even the houses many of the canals are crossed by drawbridges which are raised after the cattle go in and let down again when they are driven home to the barns some of the fields had wheat oats and flax others were covered with potatoes or turnips while along the roads there were lines of poplars their trunks often trimmed so that the sprouts at the top branched out like those of a palm tree here there and everywhere i saw willows bordering the canals 
and stretching out in long rows until they met the horizon the willow trees are like nothing we have at home their trunks are as big around as a two-gallon crock they are often not so high as your shoulder but at the top they bulge out into gigantic drum major caps of hundreds of sprouts if you will put a green hogshead on the top of a gatepost and imagine the hogshead a green porcupine showing all of his quills you may have some idea of how a dutch willow tree looks there are millions of such willows all over the netherlands their roots aid in holding together the banks of the canals and the sprouts are cut off year after year for weaving the mats and other material used in reinforcing the dikes the farms lying below the level of the sea and the canals make up a large part of the country in many places the fish in the canals and the rivers swim about above the level of the chimneys the whole of holland is flat except for the southeastern portion which slopes upward to an altitude in places twice as high as the washington monument but even this section is cut up by the great rivers on their way down to the north sea the remainder is so gently sloping that from an airplane one can see no elevations except the embankments which surround the polders or join the sand dunes or carry the highways and railroads across country the whole is a network of silvery waterways shining like diamonds under the sun and enclosing great patches of emerald fields and farms the dutch canals are almost as thickly populated as the waterways of china every barge we passed had its family upon it thousands of dutch families live and die upon boats babies are born upon them and many have no other homes we frequently saw children trotting up and down the roofs of the barges within six inches of drowning and now and then a little one tied with a rope to the mast on many of the boats the women were cooking on some they were hanging out the washing and on one a little dutch girl held up her doll baby and laughed as we went by usually the cargo is carried in front and the owner and his family live in the stern in winter the canal boats are frozen in tight but in summer they move about all the time every village along the canal has its own boats tied to the banks and the larger towns are cut up by canals so that boats from the main canals can be taken into them by means of locks at one of them dordrecht i stopped for a time in the middle ages this place was one of the richest of all the dutch cities it had palaces then and today its buildings are medieval and extremely quaint everyone has heard of the windmills of holland they are to be seen everywhere and give a great charm to the landscape along some of the canals there are hundreds of them they spot the farms and one sees them on the edge of the towns where they grind flour saw lumber and do all sorts of things they look so alive that i don't wonder don quixote took one for a giant and wanted to fight it these mills are all old and it must have cost many millions of dollars to build them their day however is past and but few new ones are being built the gas engine and the steam engine have taken their places and the time may yet come when we shall have a holland without windmills leaving the south beveland canal we entered the oosterschelt a sort of branch of the sea and then went on between the islands of dolvland and tholen into the moss canal the waters of the oosterschelt are wide and spotted with islands we passed into the hollandish dieppe and then into the canals and mouths of the moss now going by villages on the banks 
and now seeing the second stories of other village houses which were apparently looking over the dikes and watching us go by finally we came to anchor in the midst of the great canal city of rotterdam i have explored the wide waterways of rotterdam the gateway to the rhine the maas and the scheldt where the huge ocean liners come to anchor in the midst of the city and something like six million tons of shipping go in and out every year i have crossed its many bridges a thousand times busier than was the rialto of venice in the days of antonio and shylock and have watched the crowd going over them including fourteen thousand bicycles and sixty thousand pedestrians each day i have seen its great harbor and its shipbuilding works which made millionaires just after the armistice i have also gone out to the municipal aviation field from which rotterdam expects to compete for the trade of the air as on the Maas she competes for that of the water rotterdam is a city of canals and canalized rivers the Maas has been so dredged that it now permits the largest of ocean ships to come into rotterdam and its connections with the rhine and other parts of europe have made the city one of the chief ports on the continent thousands of tons of goods are here transshipped into huge barges from two hundred to three hundred feet long in which they are carried up the rhine the river freights are exceedingly low and the rhine trade is enormous there are canals connecting the rhine with the seine and the elbe and rotterdam is the focus of a network of waterways which embraces almost all central europe the city is about sixteen miles back from the sea and is built upon piles on both banks of the maas the piles are driven as much as fifty feet into the soil and upon them have been constructed miles of stone quays and enormous warehouses rotterdam is one of the quaintest cities of europe and at the same time one of the most businesslike it is somewhat like venice but more like venice in the height of its prosperity in the middle ages almost the whole city is a quay or dock it is cut up by canals which lead in and out through the moss and one wanders through street after street of tall lean buildings finding barges launches and sailing boats almost everywhere along the quay and in the islands of the moss are enormous ships of every description and in the canals smaller vessels abound venice is a town of gondolas rotterdam is one of business craft the canals have big drawbridges and swinging bridges and when you are walking or driving along you frequently find yourself suddenly in front of a blank wall of boards twenty feet high the whole street car track and all has noiselessly risen in front of you to let a string of boats or barges pass through the canal over which you are going some of the bridges swing upon pivots some divide in the middle and rise upward others are stationary or suspension bridges in passing under which the smokestacks masts and spars of the barges swing back upon hinges what a jargon the dutch tongue seems to an american it is not english it is not german or french and it seems to be a mixture of all for instance when i arrived in rotterdam and wanted my trunks brought to the hotel i was advised to get a man from the niederlandsche mats chapitat aljamin dientsver richting i was almost stunned when the policeman rattled out the name and was surprised to learn that it meant only a porter with a pushcart and that notwithstanding his title his charges were but fifteen cents for the service about an hour later i wanted to go to see a factory making machinery 
and was told that the Niederländische Voor Sheeps on Verktwig Bu Fijenord was one of the largest. Some of the store signs look like English on a spree, and I have to study to make out what they mean and am proud of myself when I guess some of the easiest ones. Over a jewelry store are the words New Zilver Metalwaren, and a grocery store sign may read Boter on Kass. Anyone can see that the first sign means silver, and it is not hard to translate the second as butter and cheese. It is more difficult when you spell drugstore, droger region, but anyone could tell that shoe-wearin means shoes, coffee, coffee, and cigarin, cigars. A most interesting feature of this Dutch city are the Judas glasses, or mirrors about as big as a sheet of notepaper hung to the wall just outside the windows so that one can sit within and see all who pass up and down the street these mirrors are usually at such an angle that they show the front door and unwelcome callers can therefore be seen and the servant told to say that the hostess is not at home rotterdam has the tallest building in holland it is known as the american skyscraper and is actually seven stories it is built of porcelain tiles and stands upon piles End of chapter 24